It's Vegas Revealed, episode 95, and we hit up a Milan-inspired happy hour on the Strip. So if you were to go to, uh, to Milan, Italy, the Brera neighborhood is this very fashionable neighborhood, and it's really where the happy hour was born. More from the Venetian and Palazzo as the resorts kick off their season of sparkle. And Whitney Houston's hologram has a starring role at Harrah's. We just went to see this tribute show, and you'll hear our take on the virtual diva that's coming up. Plus, the world-famous Cronut is coming to Las Vegas. Spin that wheel. Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 95. Dana Roselli here along with Sean McAllister. How are you? I'm good. Although I feel like, it, kind of stemming from our text conversation this morning, I feel kind of like an old man. <laughs> yeah, this morning Sean told me, you guys, that he was going for a morning stroll. <laughs> and I was like, what are you, like 75? Like, what's the deal? And he's like, well, I was going to get my dungarees and cardigan out now that you speak of it. But I just thought it was so funny you called it a stroll. I don't know why it struck me funny. Yeah, a stroll around the block. <laughs> I just picture you going for a stroll. I don't know. I just felt like you should have said walk. And as fate would have it, I'm sitting here in a cardigan and (laughs) my dungarees. You sure are. But listen, (laughs) you know, we got to get our exercise in. So whatever works. The weather continues to be absolutely amazing here in Las Vegas. Uh, We're going through a little bit of a cool down next week. So, you know, when I say cool down, we're talking like highs of 67. Yeah, it's it's definitely... We're kind of getting out of pool season Mm -hmm. at this point, unless it's a heated pool. However, if you're sitting outside during the day in the sunlight, it really is still really nice and toasty. It really is. You go into the shadows, that's another story. You might need a light jacket, but in the sun, Vegas is still the place to be. And Harrah's was the place to be last Sunday for us because we went to this brand new Whitney Houston show. Yes, we know Whitney has passed, obviously lost an incredible, incredible singer, but there's been a lot of talk about this show that was coming to Las Vegas, and we finally got a chance to see it. It's at Harrah's, and it's a Whitney Houston hologram show. It's a show called An Evening with Whitney. And this is something that's been talked about for years. There's always rumors about these hologram shows popping up in tribute to artists who are no longer with us. And uh, I believe, I know that holograms have been used in other shows on the Las Vegas Strip. Celine Dion has had several holograms that have been included into her show that was at Caesars Palace. Uh, Michael Jackson won by Cirque du Soleil. I believe there's a Michael Jackson hologram in that show there as is. well. Yes, he makes an appearance toward the end. Yes, but this is the first show where a hologram has a starring role. And Dana, I have to say that uh, this digital diva version of Whitney Houston was still late. (laughs) The curtain did not go up at 6 o'clock when it was supposed to. It was very consistent, right? (laughs) Hologram Whitney was eight minutes late. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, it was, listen, packed there. Um, The lobby was packed getting in. So many people came out to see this show, and it was a full house. So, first of all, I went on to Instagram, and I talked about 
how incredible Whitney Houston's catalog of music is. It's unreal. Her songs, and we'll get into that later, but the biggest response question I got from that was, but was the hologram creepy? Like, everyone kept saying, what was it like? Was it creepy? Was it creepy? That was like the number one question I kept getting. Was it creepy? And I'm like, well, we'll answer that on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, and at least for me, I didn't get a creepy Mm -mm. feel out of the the hologram or the the production um there were things that i would have personally done differently in the production of the show but i didn't think that the the hologram itself was creepy i didn't either and you know the holograms kind of and these are one this is one of the things that we were saying it's kind of set back because they have to do it a certain way so it wasn't like at the front of the stage like right in front of you where like it was you know whitney standing there looking down at you it was set back a little bit which probably adds to the uncreepiness yeah (laughs) of it you know what i mean like um you know it was a hologram and you really couldn't like target in on reading her lips because they didn't put the hologram on either of the side screens there's two side screens at Harris and normally if there were someone like when Donny Osmond you know did his show like you would you know see some shots where you know he would come up on the side screen or there would be some clips showing of like when he performed as a kid and things like that but they kind of kept these two side screens mostly just like colorful like different kinds of like you know color light shows there was blank there was no concert footage there was no close-ups of Whitney there was no close-ups of the hologram so Whitney was really set back on the stage yeah and the hologram for me because I think it was set back it probably is true to life in you know the size the depiction of Whitney but it looked really small on the stage it It didn't look like it was a commanding presence Mm -hmm. and when you're building a show around a hologram you would imagine that you would want it to have the feel of kind of a commanding presence like Whitney would have Mm -hmm. um now I will just put this out there right now Dana and I are not experts in hologram technology Mm -mm. so we are not aware of any of the limitations that may be in place in putting a hologram show together. However, these are just our impressions from seeing the show. Right. But Whitney did have how many? Because your husband marked it down. Costume changes. <laughs> oh, I think there were... There were like six. I was going to say six or eight. Yeah. She had There were some, at least a half dozen costume changes. And you did recognize a lot of them from different shows that she's kind of put on through the years that are, you know, no oh, iconic outfits, yeah. And yeah, all that. But because of that, uh, something you and I talked about was like we would have liked to see some concert footage maybe from that specific performance or when she was wearing that outfit and I don't know why that was left out. There has to be a reason. I don't know what it could be, but we think that would have added a lot to the ambiance and excitement of especially some of the like really faster songs yes. or maybe some of the slower ones. You know, you'd have that moment where people were kind of waving their hands in the air, maybe, you know, flick on the lighter or, you know, those moments. But we wished that those side screens had that just to kind of bring more of the concert feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I did love when she stood solo with just the light on her and sang some of the really powerful ballads. I thought that was okay to kind of leave maybe the crowd out. But, you know, I don't know why. I feel like that would have added so much. It really would have. And especially, obviously, there's a digital version of Whitney 
up on the stage in hologram form. So they had to have been working off of some digital image of her. So you would think that they would be able to put up images like close-up shots on those side screens to give that feel like it was a live concert situation. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know whether it's a, a Just technology tw- thing or yeah. whether, you know, not including concert footage, if there are, you know, copyrights that, that come into play mm-hmm. with any of that. Who knows? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, there could be. Yeah, right. We don't know the reason, but that we we think if that was allowed, that that would have added to the show. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is... um. Listen, her catalog of music is incredible. You and I were saying the greatest love of all. We all we all looked at each other at our booth and we're like, that song from beginning to end is so good, so powerful. Like literally the hair was standing up on my arms um, and the crowd loved it. Everyone knows the words to Whitney Houston's music. So people were singing the words. People were moving their heads and bobbing. and The comp- entire time. The entire time. Throughout the whole show. Mm-hmm. People, were, people were up clapping. There were people who would get up to either go to the bar or the bathroom and they'd come back to their seat seats dancing down the aisle yeah so people were definitely into it yes and she does have two male dancers and two female dancers uh that also sing some backup vocals like if they're supposed to be backup they sing that so they add to it a little bit the dancers were very energized (laughs) john's giggling because I looked at him at one point, I was like, "Wow, these dancers are really into it," um, <laughs> and they're they're uh, they're fun to watch. <laughs> I feel like they were kind of overcompensating, maybe a little, for the fact that there wasn't actually a real person who was headlining the show. <laughs> it's a tough gig. Listen, the whole thing—it's tough. But you know, did we? Did it make us smile? It, it made us smile. It did. We had a good time. And listen, <laughs> I I will say this: it the show was fun. We had a good time at the show. We did. The vibe was great, um, and I think, you know, they had a really um, great number at the end that was high energy, and, you know, listen, when she sings I Will Always Love You, it's a great way to end, but they ended on an up note with, you know, a really, I think it was, is it I Want to Dance with Somebody? I can't think of what song it was, but it was great. Anyway, everyone left happy. In the lobby, they have some of Whitney's costumes on display. Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. I mean, I think if you love Whitney Houston and you love her music, then you should see the show and you will enjoy it. You will. Yeah. And and it's talking about those costumes, I was amazed at how tiny she is. I know. Like, she was tall. But she was tiny, like around the waist and everything. Right. Very small. I was surprised seeing those costumes. So an evening with Whitney is at Hera's Las Vegas in the showroom uh, that is shared with Donny Osmond. Speaking of shows, one of Las Vegas's favorite comedians, Carrot Top, is celebrating his 16th anniversary. The Sweet 16 coming up over at the Luxor. We thought we'd give Carrot Top a shout out. One of my favorites. I go to his show and I just cry laughing. He is absolutely hilarious. I have had people come to town, Sean, so many times and say, I don't know if I want to go to Carrot Top. And we're like, come on, we need to go to Carrot Top. You have to see it. It's so funny. And they're like, mm. Carrot Top, you know, they're used to maybe seeing him on the, you know, the the one eight hundred call collect commercials or being or on one of the late night on shows, a late night, yeah. and maybe they think it's not their thing. They're like he has props, and I'm like, no, everyone leaves going that was the funniest show. And he then really is funny. They're Carrot Top He's fans. Hilarious. He's so off the cuff, which is great. A lot of his material is planned. He's always coming up with new props. We see his name's Scott in real life. We see Scott around town, always really nice and 
and just he's he's good for Vegas and he, he goes back and forth from uh, here in Florida where he's uh, from and I think has another home does shows all over the country but he's based here in Las Vegas and we're excited he's celebrating his 16th year and we can expect to see him around a little longer so when you come to town you can uh, go see Carrot Tops wish him a happy sweet 16 over at the Luxor the first residency-type show is coming to the theater at Virgin Hotel. Journey is going to be playing a slew of performances at the theater, which used to be the joint at the Hard Rock, just to kind of clear that up because a lot of people don't remember that. But Journey's kicking off December 1st, and they're doing a bunch of shows, and it's all kind of centered around NFR. That's right. NFR is going to be in town the first week of December. Um, And man, that just brings in so many people. And I have a feeling those Journey shows are going to be absolutely packed. Last time I saw Journey here in Vegas, it was actually at The Joint. And it was a great show, so much energy. And of course, it's the songs that everybody knows and yeah. sings along to right which is just a blast i mean you know every wedding plays don't stop believing don't stop believing yeah and i have some memories of a lot of different friends through the years kind of taking on that song on the dance floor <laughs> that can be a that can be a, a beast of a song if someone doesn't have good vocal range <laughs> So December 1st to 2nd, 7th to 8th, 10th to 9th, uh, AEG presents Journey over at the theater. Hey, and there's been something going on here in Las Vegas over the past week. Um, There have been a string of jackpots that have been won both on slot machines and on table games. And uh, we want to get into that in just a few minutes. But first, we're going to talk about our... Apertivo hour over at the Venetian. We talk about the Venetian often here on the podcast. It really is someplace that we spend a lot of time. Uh, we enjoy it and we don't hide what we enjoy. So we went to a culinary trend tour and we had a happy hour and then we also went over to Mott 32 and had a new plant-based menu. So it sounds like if you're not into that, you're like, eh, that's not for me. Well, listen and we're going to talk more about that. First, though, we hit an incredible happy hour right there in St. Mark's Square, and they had delicious, very uh, visually pleasing cocktails. It was amazing. And while there, we pulled aside the Venetian's Keith Sawaski to talk to him about everything going on at the Venetian, from shows to holiday events, and just, you know, got his take on, on how the Venetian's doing and what they have planned for the upcoming year. Okay, Sean, we are on the culinary trend tour. I feel so hip. I know. It is kind of a hip thing because this we're starting in a place that really this whole concept was derived in Milan, Italy. And now we're sitting here in the heart of the Las Vegas Strip experiencing all this. Right. I mean, it's pretty crazy. But listen, we want to talk about the Venetian because they were just voted again, I should say. It's been a few years now that you've been voted by Condé Nast for, from the readers as the number one resort casino in Las Vegas, which I get because it's beautiful. And also, Keith, free parking. <laughs> yes, uh, that, that is something that uh, our guests uh, certainly love. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's the fourth year in a row that the readers of Condé Nast Traveler um, have, have voted as number one uh, 
Las Vegas resorts. I mean, listen, it's a great resort. You've got the Venetian and the Palazzo. They come together beautifully. Um, Sean and I are here all the time. I feel like we're here like every other weekend. We really are. First of all, it couldn't be easier. This is the easiest resort to get in and out of on the Las Vegas Strip, period. And for that reason alone, it's why I come here. Um, but, you know, we are at a happy hour right now in St. Mark's Square, which is amazing. And this is a really fun event we're doing. And next, we're going to stop at Mott 32, and, and we're going to have some vegetarian dishes, which are very on trend right now, aren't they? Yeah, um, in, in terms of the plant-based menus, um, all the research that we have found, uh, it looks like 2022 will be the year that they really hit the, the tipping point. You'll find more plant-based items on menus and restaurants where you typically didn't before. And a great example is Mott 32, which is this fabulous high-end Asian restaurant. And they've recreated some of their best entrees, their most popular entrees, completely meatless. But you'd have no idea. I know. I'm looking forward to trying that. So we'll talk about it after the interview because we're recording this on location. But I have a feeling I'm going to really like it because I feel like vegetarian dishes and plant-based dishes have gotten tastier and tastier over the years. And so we're really excited about that. But we're starting this trend tour here at uh, Brera. And this is, a, a, as I said before, a very Milan-based happy hour concept. Ex- explain what Dana and I have just experienced. So if you were to go to uh, to Milan, Italy, the Brera neighborhood is this very fashionable neighborhood, and it's really where the happy hour was born, and it's called the aperitivo hour. And, and uh, the two people in Milan, you go after work, but before dinner, it's a place to hang out with friends, it's a place to have cocktails, and it's a place to have um, appetizers and, and bites before dinner. Um, so we've re- recreated that experience here. And it's really it's the best deal in town in terms of a happy hour. It's 50% off uh, drinks, uh, cocktails, wine, beer, and 50% off the pizzas. So, And every drink you have, the chef sends out another bite for you to try. So uh, it's, it's, it's very popular. I mean, listen, you had me at 50% off, and then you had me at pizza, because this pizza we just had was incredible, and the meatballs, all the dishes. I mean, everything here is d- incredibly delicious and Pleasing to the eye on top of that. The cocktails are incredible as well. But you have the season of sparkle that is upon us now, too, here at the Venetian and Palazzo. Yeah, the holidays are a great time to, to uh, visit the Venetian, and we've got uh, lots of activities this year. We've got a new show in the Palazzo Theater called This is Christmas. It, it stars a lot of, uh, a lot of the, the people from American Idol um, and some others from Broadway and a live band. Uh, uh, here in the shops, uh, there's a, a new Streetmosphere show for the for the holidays. Uh, we've got uh, all kinds of things in our restaurants. There's an ugly sweater party um, at Black Tap, and Buddy Velastro, the cake boss, is is, ha- is having a, a a brunch, a Christmas brunch at his restaurant, and uh, lots of fun things going on throughout the whole entire resort. Oh my gosh, yeah, I was looking at the whole list. I mean, it's it's great. I love it. And you guys are having some some big cyber deals right now too, right? Yeah, um, our, our best deals of the year are during what we call Cyber Month. Uh, and uh, instead of focusing just on Black Friday or, or Cyber Monday, um, the entire month of November, uh, we've got uh, deals. It's our, our best deals of the year, and there are uh, added bonuses that you only get uh, this time of the year. And uh, those can be booked right on our website at uh, VenetianLasVegas.com. So you have about uh, a week and a few days 
left to act on Cyber Month and and take advantage of everything here at uh, the Venetian. So be sure to do that. And you guys are always, I feel like there's always something new at the Venetian. Like it's never a, a stagnant atmosphere here. There's always energy when I come and park for free at the Venetian and Palazzo. Yeah, yeah, we're always reinventing the experience. And, uh, you know, in terms of our restaurants, for instance, in the last four years, we've opened 12 new restaurants uh, in, in, uh, in this uh, resort. Uh, um, and, uh, and so that's really been a focus. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, with having four theaters in the nightclub and, uh, um, you, you know, 40 restaurants, there, there's always something going on, which is which makes me so proud to, to work here. And uh, there's always something fun to talk about. Uh, you, you know, so, so we're, we're always pretty busy here. And I can only imagine there's a lot on your plate every day, having to keep up with all of that. Yeah, you know, we're, we're, just, we're a little bed and breakfast here and uh, on the Strip. So, uh. No, but listen, and I'm just going to be honest, and you don't even have to answer this, but Sean and I talk about this all the time. The, the shows that have been coming and going in that theater with what have we seen there i've seen the after party we saw debbie gibson and joey mcintyre we saw derek huff i mean i love that things are are changing up often i feel like it keeps people engaged yeah and we've also partnered with um live nation in the venetian theater so a lot of the um a lot of the more classic acts um will come here for uh for short runs uh so whenever you're in town you should check to see who's here but uh you know, we've had everyone from Willie Nelson to ZZ Top uh, and, uh, and and whatnot. So, uh, you know, essentially anyone who's touring loves to come through Vegas. And the Venetian Theater is such a gorgeous venue uh, that, uh, you know, they, they love to do these more extended runs there. And in the background, you may hear some of the free entertainment kicking up here in St. Mark's Square at the Venetian. Uh, you know, whether it's an experience that you're spending some of your hard-earned money for or an experience that is just part of the atmosphere, the Venetian is really, it's top-notch. And that's why the, the readers of Condé Nast Traveler have voted this property once again the top property in Las Vegas. Listen, Keith, thanks for sharing your time with us. We love it. We follow your tweets. We love all the information. We love what you're doing. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. And, you know, Sean, we always say we do not talk things up if we don't we don't just BS. <laughs> it's the truth. We do come here often, and we love it. And, and when we get a chance, when we said we were coming here tonight, we go, you know what? I want to talk about all the great things that the Venetian is doing because we've really enjoyed our time here over the last year. We really have. And it kind of, you know, dates back to this was the original home of Vegas Revealed back when we launched the podcast. And we look forward to the day that we get to be back here. Yeah. I mean, we may have to use sanitizer, but that's okay. Things are just a bit different. That's okay. That's why we're drinking alcoholic drinks right now. It kind of just clears the system. <laughs> a sign of the times. And, and we evolve with, with the changing world. We love it. We had a great time. And just a reminder, that happy hour is daily, 3 to 5 p.m. If you want to get over there for a bunch of that 50% off wine, beer, cocktails, pizza, complimentary bites with the chef I also it's a great happy hour and a beautiful setting but if you want to be trendy you call happy hour aperitivo hour that's right that's the italian way to do it
Right, and this is how it differs from, like, American happy hours, you know? Like, we have, like, you know, dollar drafts and mozzarella poppers, right? Right, and I love those. <laughs> but here we had a pumpkin teeny mm-hmm. and an Aperol spritz. With a giant olive. Right, with a giant olive, which I loved. But this is kind of like, they do, like, fresh snacks and crisp cocktails. And apparently they are made with sweet liquor and diluted by sparkling water, which are thought to kind of whet the appetite, but also apparently encourage digestion. Really? And I thought that was really interesting. Huh. So there's a method to this whole Italian happy hour. So, so this is like the Italian version of the amuse-bouche. Uh, yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> what does that mean? No, it's like it, it, it amuses your palate. Okay. And gets it ready to have like a, an actual meal. Right. Like little bites that get you ready to really chow down. <laughs> well, so listen, Sean and I are from Rochester, New York. So uh, for us, it was always dollar drafts and mozzarella sticks. Always. <laughs> always. And usually probably pitchers too. $5 pitchers of Jenny Light. Oh, yeah. Jenny Light. Yeah. That was... We were living on Jenny Light. <laughs> or Labatt Blue. Or Milwaukee's Best. Oh, if you yeah. really wanted to go cheap. If you were having like a bonfire or something. <laughs> All right. Well, that story's for another time. Um, okay. So we moved over to Mott 32. And you heard in the interview we hadn't gone there yet. So now we've gone. And we had this plant-based menu. And it was delicious. We are not lying. We really, really enjoyed it. And I don't mean that we lie or you think we lie. I'm just really going to say we really enjoyed the food. It was. It was so good. And... Usually, when I think about going in and having a plant-based meal, yeah, I I feel like I'm going to miss having the protein mixed in. I'll, I'm missing having the fish or the chicken or the steak. But after this meal, I didn't miss any of that. It didn't even cross my mind that we didn't have it. No, it was good. We had like a, a like noodle dish, which was amazing. Mm. That was really good. We had these dumplings to start, and they're called soup dumplings, okay? And we learned that you're supposed to poke the dumpling in the spoon, and then all the kind of like hot liquid comes out, and then you spoon it into your mouth with like the hot liquid. So it's like a, like a soup dumpling. Well, it is. It's soup dumpling. That's what we learned. You poke it. And they're so good. I didn't know that you were supposed to pierce the dumpling before eating it. Yeah. I always just popped it hole into my mouth and then I'd have like a whole mouthful all of a sudden of hot soup mm-hmm. but I poking it and letting it cool down in the spoon is a good idea <laughs> it is it was good we were all like oh wow I was like let me try that again <laughs> yeah but I mentioned the noodles we had wok fried flat rice noodle sliced in quotations beef <laughs> bean sprouts uh, soya sauce we had some sauteed shredded in quotes pork because it's not real pork wood ear fungus carrot bamboo shoot chinese chives chili bean sauce that was the mix we had there that was my favorite we had wood ear yeah, fungus we had wood, wood ear fungus did you know that i'm looking at the menu is that another word for mushroom <laughs> i think so okay <laughs> Um, it was good. Anyway, it was delicious. If you want to get over to Mott 32, they already have a great menu. But so many more people are really into plant-based food. So I think it's great. And everyone at our table all agreed we really enjoyed it. There was one dish all of us weren't too sure about just because it was very hot. It used uh, these dried chili peppers. So if you're not into really hot dishes, the, we would catch a pepper and be like, whoo, we need to like... Not eat for a minute. <laughs> yeah, that, that was like five alarm mm-hmm. fire kind of hot. <laughs> so you do need to. I ended up having a pepper plate that, yeah. that I picked out the peppers and ate everything else from the dish. Um, but you're right, Dana, about uh, 
the trend of people going vegetarian or vegan, even if they're not changing up their entire lifestyle, people have been starting to do a vegan or vegetarian thing even for a month or for a few weeks just to kind of, you know, as a, a restart, a refresh for the body. So I think that's something... You know, since it was a culinary trend tour, I think that's something that we'll see continuing into 2022. Exactly. And they also had, by the way, plant-based wines there, and they featured plant-based cocktails. So there's a whole thing, If um, and people know that, that eat that way, and I know some people are thinking about going that way, so maybe try it out. All right, let's switch from food restaurants and atmosphere to money which is also what las vegas is about people love to get their gambling on heck yeah and it's funny because you and i were just chatting about two weeks ago after we went to a local casino we're like you know i don't feel like the slots have been hitting a lot now i don't play tons of slots i think you play probably more slots than i do i love slots yeah (laughs) and um we're saying they haven't been like really hitting and then i was reading a little on twitter from some visitors in Las Vegas, so people that came here and then left and said, you know, I just don't feel like the slots are as loose as they used to be. It seems a little tight, and they have all these terms, you know, the slot players. So um, all of a sudden, people keep hitting jackpots, and I feel like the tide has turned. I, You know what? I think it is turning. So before we get into the this string of jackpots that were just hit with within a week of one another... Um, my husband and I went over to the Silverton, mm-hmm. which is, you know, south on the 15 before you actually get to the heart of the Las Vegas Resort Corridor. We went over there for dinner and played some slots. The first four machines that we played, we won almost within the first couple spins on each machine and hit a mini jackpot, which was like 130 bucks but still we were like great yeah and then we moved on to two more machines and the winning continued okay not huge amounts then did you cash out or did we cashed out of each machine after we won and did you leave up uh we left up but it was after being down okay almost to nothing okay but then we got it back okay good good we got our investment back which Great. is good that was covered yes. plus a few dollars and so and you had fun I, I, yeah i had had a blast and i feel like the slots are loosening up well apparently they are in a big way here's the rundown of people well not people because some of them are anonymous but um locations i should say and jackpots that have been won over the last like what week yeah, all week within a, a week of yeah. one another. Uh, someone won at Harrah's on Open Face Pie Gow, $1.3 million. This was the night that you and I were at the Whitney Houston show. And we said, man, we were there. But then we thought, well, we wouldn't have played Open Face Pie Gow, So That is true. So it's not like a jackpot that we missed out on. Yeah. <laughs> we missed it. But it's not like we were playing Pie Gow all night. And right. then we were like, damn it, we didn't get that jackpot. Right. Well, they won $1.3 million. Incredible Jeez. jackpot. At Circa, Nikki won on a slot machine $1 million plus. And I saw on Instagram, Derek Stevens came over to the slot machine and, and greeted her. So that was a big <laughs> fun occasion. Um, he's, you know, making an appearance for the big winners and celebrating. She looked really happy. She did. And then over at Main Street Station, which is also in downtown Las Vegas, we had a visitor from Hawaii who won 
again, over a million dollars on the slot machine over at Main Street Station. Wow. And then at Treasure Island, someone won a million plus on the Buffalo Gold. Jeez. I know. So the slots are suddenly hitting. I don't know. Maybe they heard us talking about it on social media. The slot lords. (laughs) The slot gods. The slot. Uh, whisperers. I don't know what you'd call them. But listen, we love it, and it's good advertising for Las Vegas because if people see people winning, then it makes them want to come play themselves. That is true. So if you're out of town and you haven't booked your trip to Vegas for the end of the year, make it a goal in 2022 to get here and play and try and win a jackpot. We all appreciate your donations. All right, let's get to some tips. And Sean, I want to start out by saying we haven't mentioned many holiday events because next week um, is Thanksgiving here in America. I know we have a lot of listeners outside of the country, but um, we're going to take just a couple days off and we're busy with some other projects. So we are going to record a podcast. So we're not going to, we are going to have a podcast for you, but it's going to be based around all the big holiday events that are happening here in Las Vegas that kick off either the day before Thanksgiving or the day after and run pretty much through the month. That's right. So you'll be getting that podcast with all of the holiday happenings on uh, November 27th is when that podcast is going to be live and dropping into your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, But getting into our tips, I'm kind of excited about this, Dana. So remember a few years back, there was this whole craze about the cronut, which is a combination of a croissant and a donut. It's basically a a croissant in the shape of a donut, kind of. Okay, yeah. I do remember. I've never been a donut person, so I don't follow it, but I do remember the cronut. And it was like, in New York City, it was this huge sensation. There would be lines wrapped around the block of this bakery that invented the cronut. I do love a good croissant. Of people just waiting to get this newly developed pastry. Mm -hmm. Well... The James Beard award-winning pastry chef, Dominique Ansel, is set to bring the culinary delight that he created to a new bakery, which he is opening inside Caesar's Palace. Uh, Dominique Ansel, Las Vegas, is set to open uh, in the summer of 2022. So cronuts are going to be a staple on the Las Vegas Strip. Have you ever had... So what what does it taste like? Have you had one? No, I've never oh, had one. Oh, you've never had one either. Okay, because I wonder, like, is it more croissant or more donut? Or is it half and half? I think it's kind of half and half. So you know how a croissant is a little more airy yeah. inside, bready and airy? Buttery, buttery too. And buttery, right? yes. And a donut is much more, like, dense and mm-hmm. cakey. I think it's in the shape of a donut, but the consistency of a croissant. And then, of course, there's different toppings and all that kind of stuff, too. So that makes it more of a donut because you don't usually have toppings on your croissant. Right. So it's a cronut. So it's a cronut. (laughs) By definition, it is a cronut. Got it. (laughs) No wonder that's how they came up with the name. It'll all be understood, Dana, Mm. in the summer of 2022. (laughs) You and I will go and pay Dominique Ansel a visit over at Caesars. And when we say 2022, I mean, it's really around the it's corner. It's already here, So man. summer will be here uh, before we know it. It hasn't even been cold here yet, so I can't even... I don't know. It's so funny. I feel like this has been the longest summer ever. Well, next thing we know, there's going to be casting calls for all the staff at the, the pools. There already is one. Down. There is? The wind put one out. Yes, 
we got the press release and it said they're starting. Well, I mean, they put out the date that they're going to do it. Holy And crap. I think it's like they just want to start, you know, getting you prepared. I think it's like early January. They're going to already start. So basically it's a subliminal message to say don't overdo it at Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> put the cronuts aside. <laughs> Well, then they might want to, well, they might want to do this as their last hurrah. And this is our next tip. And we're talking about the popular day of drinking. Now, usually the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is known as Blackout Wednesday, believe it or not. Is it? <laughs> yes. And it's like a drinksgiving. So how it all came about is that a lot of times when people go home for Thanksgiving, or it's just, you know, maybe maybe they live somewhere and families in town and friends are coming to them. Mm-hmm. You go out that Wednesday night before Thanksgiving because True. you know you're going to be home all day on Thanksgiving watching right. football and eating and sitting around the house. And a lot of times you're together with people that night before who you haven't seen in years. Exactly. You know, you go home everyone, or like say everyone's home from college, yep. you know, or, or whatever, or, you know, everyone's, you know, in town. So it's a very popular, I think the most popular drinking night of the whole year. I will say it's just, it's all coming back to me as you're talking <laughs> it's about It's all coming it. back to me now. It's all coming <laughs> back to me. Uh, in college, no. there were those nights when uh, I would go out the night before Thanksgiving and the next morning on Thanksgiving, I would wake up just like super hungover. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I wanted to do was sit down and have a Thanksgiving meal. Right. Well, Ugh. yeah. Well, usually a lot of people like to put, well, I guess because I mean, Thanksgiving meal, I feel like isn't like terrible food for you, you know, but sometimes when you're hungover, well, a lot of calories. you want the greasy kind of right. burger or something. Garbage plate. <laughs> but anyway, Blackout Wednesday is a popular, you know, a popular thing. And this year, Fremont Street wants you to do it Vegas style. Mm. So we were reading about this and I thought well, this kind of sounds fun. So what is it? Well, they're calling it Drinksgiving. They'll have drinking games and drink specials. They're calling it like an alcohol-filled block party. Isn't that what Fremont Street usually is? I mean, that's what I think, but I think they're asking like maybe like it'll be an officially extra people to branded come. <laughs> yeah. block party. This it's time. like all the people that were there normally now bring your family and friends. Right, right. <laughs> but at nine p.m., you, people can go over to the the Third Street stage for a free concert from Vince Neil. Nice, the front man of Motley Crue. That sounds wild. I so, haven't seen Vince in a while. I know. I haven't either. He's going to perform hits such as The Wild Side, Home Sweet Home, Girls, 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 all that. But, okay, I don't know. For me, I'm looking at this going drinking games, bar crawl, family, friends, Blackout Wednesday, and then Vince Neal at 9 o'clock. <laughs> I don't know how, if I would make it tonight. I don't know if I would. Oh, I don't even know if I'd wake up the next day. That sounds like a night. Holy cow. <laughs> But listen, do it at your own pace. It does sound like a fun time, and we wanted to pass that on. And the best part is, you know, the concert's free. Go enjoy. So the Cronut and Drinksgiving, those are our tips for the week. And as Dana mentioned, uh, next week we will be back with an all-new episode uh, focused just on all of the holiday happenings all around Las Vegas. This really is one of the merriest places to be during the holiday season, and we've got everything covered for you next week here on Vegas Revealed. We got great feedback from our last podcast where we interviewed one of our listeners from the UK, Chris Phelps. Thanks again, Chris, for coming on the show. People really enjoyed hearing about, you know, what it's like over there, you know, now that travel has opened up here, what people are looking forward to. Um, We also had the first Virgin Atlantic flight land here at McCarran. 
And now, since then, British Airways has landed. They have their nonstop flights as well. So welcome, everyone, back to Las Vegas from overseas. And if you're lucky when you come in, you'll have the showgirls greeting you, just like those planes. (laughs) There's definitely slot machines, so maybe you'll hit a million at the airport. Have a great week, everyone. And if you're in America, have a great Thanksgiving. (laughs) 